What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast, Season 3, Episode 22. How very fitting for the first episode of the year 2022. It's true. Uh, my name is Tyler, joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby. Uh, another location change has happened uh, for your hosts here on my end. Uh, I'm recording from... My basement closet. Uh, I could not re- recreate Colby's uh, car studio because both of my parents' cars are unfortunately gone, and mine is not in the garage. So uh, I had to improvise a new method. Hopefully, this improves the sound quality. I'll have to listen back to see if it does. But yeah, I we now our studios now consist of a closet and a car. So the grind's real. The the grind the Sigma male grind podcast grind <laughs> set truly has set in for us. Uh, Colby, how are you doing today? Oh man, um, if you thought last week um was wild for me, if you listened, it, it gets better because my entire household has just been completely ravaged by the Omicron variant of COVID. Uh, I think every single one of us contracted it. Um, I, I've been fine personally. Like I just have a slight cough and some congestion here and there, but my sisters, man, they, they're getting their asses. What pretty good. My older sister, well, not my oldest, sister, but my oldest of my two sisters, she's kind of getting over it right now. And then my younger of the two, she is, um, starting to feel the effects, but yeah, we're all doing outside of that. Um, we're doing pretty good. Uh, you guys don't care about, um, COVID though. You care about gaming. Uh, since we've last spoke, I have restarted Witcher 3 Wild Hunt on Nintendo Switch, so I am playing the basically a mobile version. And I just forgot how like packed that game is and how much I really enjoy it. Uh, I've been playing for a week and I'm like not even halfway through the story just because I've been like actually picking up quests and doing stuff outside of, you know, just Geralt running around trying to find his um des- his child of destiny. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It, it, that's that game's that's been a lot of fun i've been enjoying doing that get doing contracts killing you know monsters and bad hooligans all all the sorts it only the, so i i hope the next conjunction of the spheres and you don't know what that is but the conjunction of the spheres is basically the opposite of what happens in loki where instead of the one timeline splitting into multiple it's all the timelines merge into one and that's how like monsters and magic entered the world i mean it happens like once every thousand years i just okay. hope the next conjunction of the spheres puts um, our hero Geralt in the MCU. That would be pretty sweet if Henry Cavill just showed up in the MCU as Geralt. But and just so he can just cut Galacticus in half, and we can just completely skip <laughs> Phase Two Jesus of Christ. Marvel. But yeah, that that's that's what I've been up to. Um, a lot a lot of COVID and a lot of gaming. But Tyler, it's also cold here, so life's really sucked right now. But <laughs> Tyler, I trust that you're doing a lot better than me. Uh, I am, and you know, your situation, uh, I feel really proves that God does sometimes have least favorites uh, in this land, uh, but... I don't know what I did, but he does. I mean, broken toe, uh, melatonin malfunction, sinus infection, uh, into the into the COVID contraction, that's a... That's a, bona, a that's, a ago, yeah. con, that's a bona fide true combo right there. That, that's going to be used in, in competitive. And I start uh, school next week. It just never, never ends. That's true. I'm actually excited to go back to school. I I, I don't know. I, I miss it. I miss, you know, having, you know, being in the apartment with the boys. You miss being not home. 
I miss having something else to really distract my mind from the stress of trying to get this goddamn internship uh, that isn't just going to work and stacking fruit crates for seven hours. Uh, you know, I don't know. I want to see my friends. I want to I want to get back to the grind, uh, I suppose. I've never really felt that way before, so this is a, a unique feeling for me. Uh, but. You know, I can't complain, though. I, it's This break has given me a lot of time to game, obviously. Uh, lots of... Uh, I already completed my first game that I got on Christmas uh, just the other day, uh, which was Pokemon Let's Go, which we'll be talking about here in a sec. Uh, but, yeah, besides Let's Go, uh, I've been playing a lot of Halo Infinite. Uh, I bought the campaign for the game uh, because, of course, the multiplayer is free-to-play. But uh, I wanted to try it out because I've been an Xbox owner my entire life, and the only Halo game I've played is Reach, and I didn't even complete that game. So I wanted to I wanted to try and and get the experience, and I was interested in Chief's story, and I wanted to see how it panned out. So I I finally I finally got it, and I've been having an absolute blast. Like that campaign, like the multiplayer was interesting. You know, it drew me in. It was, it's all right, but the campaign, man, oh my god, it's so freaking fun. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, again, I'm still relatively new to Halo, so it's taken some getting used to, but man, it is so, so freaking fun. They have, like, the op- like this is kind of an open-world Halo game uh, a little bit. I mean, uh, there's some direction, but you have uh, just this big, wide-open space of, of Zeta Halo to to explore and take over forward operating bases and, you know, get a full squad of Marines in your car and ride out into battle uh, for different objectives. You can sometimes take them in the story missions as well. Just a really fun time. The movement is fantastic. Obviously they added the grapple hook in this installment. So obviously every game is that has a grapple hook uh, is automatically made better because of its inclusion. Uh, But yeah, that that's my newest sort of addiction that I have going on right now is is Halo Infinite, uh, which has been an absolute blast. Definitely recommend it. I haven't even finished it yet, but I absolutely recommend it to people to give it a try because fuck, is it so fun? Uh, when I finish the game, I kind of want to talk about the story because it's just you know Halo is such a really interesting story. It's, it's been so it's been so long crafted and it's gone in a lot of different directions with different studios taking over the the franchise that it's it's interesting to talk about but uh yeah that's what i've been up to uh not as exciting as me but a lot more stable no not as exciting but a lot more enjoyable i would say yeah i I would agree with that (laughs) you know you're breaking your you're breaking your pinkies out on out on the uh the golf course and i'm just you know breaking breaking records and no, I'm not. I, I I'm not particularly good at Halo Infinite, but breaking Elite Fours in half. Yeah, b- true. Breaking Elite Fours in half, which I guess is uh, that's a very good segue. You always know how to make them, my friend. Uh, let's talk about Pokemon Let's Go. Now that I have finished this game, we have both now played this game in, in its entirety. Uh, yeah, welcome and, to the club, buddy. It's been a while. I'm waiting for you. Keeping your seat. I, I I know, I know. I I went. Let me find from, out. Let me find out what episode we talked about. Let's go first on. <laughs> I went from really wanting it when it was first announced to kind of getting off the hype train after a while, uh, to you know slowly building up, 
uh, again and again to wanting to get it. And finally, getting it in Christmas of 2021. Uh, and now we have come full circle. Now both hosts of your favorite gaming podcast have finished. And I wanted to talk about it today because obviously Legends Arceus is just around the corner when release month. It's only a few weeks away. Uh, and I think it's interesting. It'll be interesting to kind of go over Pokemon's first foray on the Switch. Uh, see yeah, it's 2018. Yeah, right? It's been so long ago. Or it feels like it was so long ago. But well, it has been. It's been three full years. I really hope you can't hear my dog barking. No, it's probably a benefit of being in your Harry Potter closet. Okay, good. Hopefully that won't show up on the recording either. But If your dog can bark into the snowball from that distance, that'd be really impressive. Oh, buddy, I would not put it past them one fucking bit, those goddamn <laughs> maniacs. Those scoundrels. Uh, actual menaces. But, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to go over the Switch, you know, revisit Pokemon's first... Uh, first leap onto the switch uh and kind of see you know if it's worth picking up uh you know just revisiting it see how it went and obviously in anticipation of pokemon's latest uh foray onto the system with legends arceus so uh, i guess i'll just give a quick overview of my thoughts on the game since we've done done it with you go for uh, it. a little bit before and we'll just kind of Go back and forth and see what each other think, because opinions may have changed since you played it last. I actually don't know if I've talked about it on the show, because it came out in 2018. We didn't start the podcast for another eight months later. I guess that's true. Shit. Time is a construct, people. It is. Time is a is a strange thing. But anyway, I'll just give my overview, and we'll kind of just chit-chat about it. So, I got Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, specific, specifically because I thought I didn't know how the base stats worked and I figured Pikachu would be a lot stronger than Eevee being obviously a second stage evolution rather than a first stage I don't I'm pretty sure they changed how that worked I mean obviously they changed a lot of how this stuff worked but uh, I, I picked let's go Pikachu and here's my first question was your Pikachu a male or a female mine was male Mine, okay, yeah, see, mine was female, which I thought was interesting, because, like, the box art obviously had male. I didn't know if the genders were locked uh, from the beginning. Box art is obviously of male Pikachu, but even in, like, even, like, the credits and such, like, my Pikachu stayed female. Like, obviously, in the credit sequence, you see, like, different 2D stylized versions yeah. of you and your partner. And I thought it was interesting how they kept that continuity through all the different sort of things they had in the game so i thought that was interesting obviously you see it on the title screen as well uh and it is yours because the tail changed uh from from male to female when i started the game so that was cool uh, but i mean i guess we'll just get the obvious things that i took away from the game out of the way i the game is absolutely gorgeous like they took they really took their time and really making kanto look just really, really aesthetically pleasing. I think it's just an, an, an incredibly looking game, an incredible looking game, rather, on the Switch. Uh, on, probably one of the better Pokemon games. Like, it certainly looks better than Sword and Shield, in my opinion. Uh, or at least it's more consistently good looking than Sword and Shield, because obviously you have Sword and Shield cities, which, which look you know pretty damn good, especially like Balanly and, 
and hammer lock and and, and their scale. But <laughs> then you get to the wild area. Then you get to like, the oh wild area, and it really takes a dip. Like there's a really big disconnect between those two extremes of that game. Definitely. So, but this game is just in constantly good looking, uh, and I don't know. I, I being my first playthrough of kind of the Kanto story series of events. Uh, it was just a really nice casual way to really experience just Kanto. And I think one of its better looking states, obviously, obviously the sprite work will always have its niche, but they really went all out and for the visuals of just the environments that you're walking through and the city designs as well have been, you know, massively, you know, the grid, you know, the actual layout of the city hasn't changed much aside from some specific points, but it, it, everything just looks super crisp, super clean, really digging the art style for the game right off the bat. I don't know. It had it just had a lot of personality, you know. There are a lot of, you know, quirky, fun moments. Uh, Trace actually wasn't really that bad. I know a lot of people really don't like Trace. He wasn't. He really wasn't in retrospect. Yeah, obviously, like, when looking at Blue and in some of the other rivals, he's obviously not going to hold up in terms of his iconicness. But compared but, to Hop, I mean, like, we're talking about night and day there. Yeah, I mean... I feel like both of them kind of have their their merits. Uh, Trace doesn't really have an arc, really, in this game. He just kind of is your friend, and he has some funny lines. Yeah, he is a pretty laid-back personality. A lot of people don't like that in a rival character, especially one that you know ends up being the champion. Maybe they don't feel as fulfilled for beating him, which I can understand. Yeah, you know? definitely. You know, certainly it's no blue fight or silver fight. Uh, but I don't know for as a person who was approaching this game, knowing it was just going to be a casual playthrough. I didn't really mind it all that much. You know, he, he was fine. He popped in for here and there. And, uh, the, he had some interesting story moments, like where he kind of takes the cue bone from lavender town and incorporates it onto his team all the way until the champion fight, which I thought was really cool. Uh, as well as, you know, just just running into him uh, in the post game at Mewtwo's cave, uh, which I didn't realize that he showed up after you caught Mewtwo. So Generations still kind of shows us a something that we didn't see, but I was surprised <laughs> to see him after I caught Mewtwo. Evolutions. I'm so sorry. I, I hate to keep doing it, but it's evolution. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even realize it. No, you don't. <laughs> it's just the T I O N S at the end of the names. I just. Anyway, Pokemon Evolutions episode, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the... Oh, the gym puzzles have been, I think, massively overhauled. Yeah, some definitely. Of them. Uh, obviously, Brock and Misty are pretty the same. But again, they the gyms look fantastic. Like, some of the best-looking areas in the game were the gyms. Looked amazing. Uh, I just had a really good time going through the puzzles. Erica's in particular was just super beautiful to walk through completely different from uh, her other, other, sorry, uh, iterations, I should say. But so I was going to say some gyms were faithful, some were changed. And I think they was all for, for the best decision that they could be like for agreed, like for Koga's invisible maze, there's like a mist that kind of pulses that kind of shows you slight outlines of the wall where you need to go, which I thought was pretty cool. Totally. Uh, I was never always a fan of just the a the actual invisible wall maze. 
Uh, I thought it was kind of boring, but seeing the the mist is really cool. Uh, Sabrina is still a force to be reckoned with in this game. She's uh, tough. Uh, obviously psychic. Despite being nerfed after Gen 1, there's still no dark types in uh, Gen 1. So all the Pokemon that have super effective moves against psychic are also weak to psychic. Like, there's only one ghost line, Gengar, uh, the Gengar line, and he's poison type, so he's weak to Psychic. And I tried, I actually caught a Haunter specifically for fighting Sabrina, because I assumed I'd be able to trade it and get it to a Gengar. I did ask you, but you didn't have online, uh, but I was able to find someone who was able to help me out with that. Uh, There's no Steel types either, right? Uh, Magneton is the only steel type because it was changed from electric to electric steel in Gen 2. So you could use that defensively, but most of her Pokemon are especially defensive. So unless you're using a physical attack with Magneton, that doesn't have the best physical attack stat. Again, kind of in a in a rough spot. Obviously, you can just plow through with uh, physical moves because a lot of her Pokemon are physically frail, but... I didn't have a lot of good physical attackers, so it was definitely a fight I was dreading. I mean, I knew that it would be tough. Historically, in all Kanto games, she was tough, but it was a fun challenge. My Haunter got absolutely fucking destroyed on her Mr. Mime, so I kind of had to improvise on the fly. My entire strategy went down the hole with that one. Uh, but what happened? Yeah, I don't know. It was just really, it was just really fun to go through these iconic Kanto events that I always knew about, but seeing them in this very you know, this just overhauled look that look this overhauled style that looks great uh, on the Switch. It was just really fun to experience it like in that way. I also crafted what I think was a pretty cool Gen One team. Uh, obviously, I had my uh, Pikachu Elia uh, stay through the whole time because you get gifted a bunch of Pikachu candies uh, throughout oh, the game, right. and you can just power your starter up a lot. Uh, obviously, this game uses a lot of Pokemon Go mechanics for obviously the cat, the wild Pokemon encounters. How'd you all... like that? I didn't mind it. I played the entire game in handheld mode, uh, so it was kind of like a Pokemon Snap thing where you use the gyroscope to line up your shot. Uh, and honestly, it really wasn't that intrusive. Uh, I haven't really tried it. Well, I did try it for the first day I got it. I tried it on um, what's it in docked mode. Yeah, and I didn't really like it there, but in handheld mode, I thought that it was much less intrusive of a mechanic. Uh, the wild Pokemon, I, I didn't use repels or anything. I actually don't know rep what repels do since there are no random encounters. It's all overworld encounters. Uh, but you know, in some th like I think the biggest challenge of the game was uh, Rock Tunnel, the the cave that's like you need Flash to get through. Or yeah. That, flash will light up for you that shit sucked i got lost a lot i got turned around a whole bunch i kept running into giant hitbox onyxes and i'm just trying to get through the cave <laughs> uh but that was a minor nuisance and you only have to go through that once before you get fly and then you can just completely bypass it uh i i texted you about this because this is i, I love this so much the gym order that you do in Kanto is so variable. Like, it is so cool how, I guess in parentheses, out of order, you can do a lot of gym leaders. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so cool. Like, I I completely bypassed Sabrina 
and Koga and went straight to Blaine. And I was able to just challenge him, you know, just right there. It was super cool. You know, I explored the Pokemon Mansion, saw the really cool new Mewtwo stuff that they oh, had yeah, in there. Oh, yeah, that, that was really cool. Super sick. Love that. You get to see Mr. Fuji's portrait on the lab on Cinnabar Island, which is, again, really cool. Uh, all the interiors of the game are super well detailed, too. Uh, I love that part. But, yeah, anyway, the gym leader order is super cool. You can do them in so many different orders, at least compare, at least comparatively to... Uh, other Pokemon games in the series that have really hard set uh, gym leader orders, but you can just do, I don't know. Like you have so much more freedom. Like once you basically, once you get rid of the Snorlax blocking your path, the world is yours. Like everything else, you can go all the way to the sea foam islands, catch all the legendary birds right after Snorlax pretty much, which is crazy. I, I knew that that was how it was, but I never, but experiencing it for myself was just another thing entirely so i went and beat blaine and then after i beat blaine trace actually still comes up to you and says like oh how many badges do you need oh i have seven already obviously i only had five at that point so again that's really cool so trace is like if you go and challenge blaine first trace is super ahead of you at least in a lore standpoint uh but he still talks about how you need eight badges since traditionally blaine is the seventh in the lineup of gym leaders so yes Again, super cool. Loved it. Uh, Love that part of the game where you got to just go explore to your heart's content. Obviously, Kanto being one of the shorter or one of the smaller regions, uh, you know, comes into play at some point. But again, approaching it from a casual playthrough perspective didn't really bother me at all. Uh, I don't know why Jesse and James were were in the game. Like, they were really inconsequential. Like, you battle them like three times. And, just and then you share them, and then yeah. you never see them again. Like it, it's kind of weird that they're there. Maybe they it's really... just like a Le- it's just a Leonardo DiCaprio like pointing at the TV thing, like oh hey, I know those people. I mean, obviously this game was marketed towards trying to get new Pokemon fans that came in through Pokemon Go into the rest of the series, which a lot of people have used to this game's detriment. But I don't think that goal necessarily makes it a bad game, just because that is what that is that was one of the main reasons we're creating it. Yeah. You know, I still think they made a really nice Kanto experience. Probably, I'd say the, def- the definitive Kanto experience, to be honest. I mean, considering that the other games are stuck in 1997 and yeah. 2003. Yeah, I, I would say, say so, th- too. This is, so, this is coming from someone who hasn't played those other versions of it. But I, I still think, like, I would not recommend Fire Red and leaf green or the original games to someone when let's go exists you know yeah and i think the same like in in a reverse context i would recommend platinum over bdsp as a definitive experience so so it works both ways It, it i was about to say it depends on the generation depends on the game depends on what other options there are obviously uh but I don't know. This was just great. It had some great like cinematic sort of cutscenes, like the SSN cutscene and all the legendary bird encounter cutscenes and the Mewtwo cutscene, just really emphasizing those like very iconic moments from the Gen One games, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elite, obviously, the game is easier. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you have XP share. You have all sorts of ways of powering up your Pokemon, like the candy system, uh, which I inc- like. You can just manually increase your stats like not evs or anything like you can just manually increase 
straight stat points without leveling up your Pokemon with these candies. Uh, I haven't fully gone into that system yet. I wanted to try and use as, as little of them as possible just to see how I fared. Uh, and, you know, there were still battles where I struggled, like, hard. Mostly because of my negligence and me just wanting to barrel through this game and not buying, like, potions or revives or anything. Speedrunning it. Probably. I beat it in, like, 18 and a half hours, I think. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, though, a lot of the trainers, like, the big boss battle trainers, like Gym Leaders and, and the Elite Four, don't use potions. No, they're they're OG just traditions. Traditionals. I was about to say they they don't use potions. Like I think even in the Gen One, in like the the first like Red and Blue, I think they used potions. Right? Uh, you're asking Am I crazy? The, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm not well versed in the I don't Pokemon know, but history like, I, as you are. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. I, I guess I never even I feel like they do, but like in this I game, mean, like, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. Like, it's, Lance, it's supposed to be hard. I, I Lance's Dragonite paralyzed and in the red. And he did not use one full restore. I was like, Lance, your reputation is failing you. <laughs> the full restore master is not using a single one. <laughs> Gen 2, they're like, all right, we got to fix this. And they just let them spam them. But Trace, on the other hand, does use some potions, uh, which, you know, for the champion, I'd be I'd be like, OK, if the champion doesn't use a potion at least once, I'd be a little concerned. Uh, something I did... I completely forgot about the champion fight. That he leads with Mega Pidgeot. Yeah, he does. Like that is his lead, and that's his ace, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Like I was not prepared for that at all. I, I had, like, like it though. Like, you don't see that though in Pokemon where no, you lead you with don't. your ace. So I'm cool with that. Like that super caught me off guard. I was like, holy shit, that absolutely decimated. I forgot what Pokemon I had on the field. It fucking decimated it immediately. I had to bring in Elliot to paralyze it and just try and do some. So to try and slow it down for my other teammates to take care of. So that was that was a fun challenge. I like that as well. Uh, overall, I had a really nice experience with it. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize that you could nickname your Pokemon just on the fly anywhere until yeah. right at the Victory Road, which just, I just changed was, nickname. Yeah, it's, which it's I thought neat. was I thought was fitting. Like I you know I'd come so far with these Pokemon and now I will like right before the end I will give them like th- their nicknames. I, I kind of. Obviously, it was on me for being stupid and not naming them immediately. But, you know, I I think I came up with some some good ones. But uh, I, I think I, I was about to I think I started describing my team like five minutes ago and I stopped at Pikachu and I didn't go on to anything else. Nope, just one man team the entire way. I mean, I'm sure you can do that. Like, that sounds perfectly plausible. Oh, in that uh, game. Absolutely. But I had Elliot the Pikachu, of course, uh, basically just. Thunderbolt and Thunderwave were the only moves I used on it. What was the friendship move he gets? What's it called? Zappy, Zappy, Zap or something like that. I didn't get Zippy any of Zap. Those. I did not I got, get any of those. I got like Zippy Zap, and it, like critical hits every time. It's OP. Yeah, I did. I did hear about that. I was like, I feel like there are like different type moves that these Pokemon can learn, but I'm not getting them, and I, I have no idea how to get them. Because you're a dick to your Pokemon. It, I'm not. I played with. I like. I did some of the friendship events. Maybe I just missed a, some substantial friendship events. Maybe, maybe that's why. I don't. Know. I, I don't remember. It's been a while. But yeah, I go back on. I'm yeah. like, oh, Zippy Zap. What a name. Yeah, that is something I was wondering. But so I guess I went through a little bit harder than it had to be. But uh, again, for this game, that's not much. But yeah. So Elliot the Pikachu. Uh, 
I was kind of thinking, I don't know why I wanted an E name for it, but I was like, oh, electricity. And then there's an electric gym leader named Elisa. Elia, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Winner. Uh, and then I had, what was, what was the second one I caught? I think the second, I think the second most, the second oldest Pokemon I caught that I kept on the team was, uh, shit, what did I name him? It's my Nidoking. Oh yeah, you you need a Nido King in like oh my one God. hour. Oh Jesus Christ! I I knew that Nido. I knew that you could get Nido King like before the second gym because you just get a Moonstone and Mount Moon immediately. And I wanted to try it out. Oh my God, he carried my fucking team. He's my he is my I, highest level team member for the league. MVP. Absolutely MVP. God damn it! What was his name? I can't remember my most valuable person's name. Uh, it'll probably come to me like way later in the episode and i'll just shout it out i had sparta the arcanine who is just my fast travel guy basically because if you guys didn't know this game they did following pokemon really really well it looks great uh, looks fantastic all the pokemon are to scale you can ri- like some of the following pokemon is you riding them like you can ride onyx haunter uh, after the league, you can fly around on Charizard and Dragonite and Aerodactyl. But for me, I rode around on my Arcadine because it, it makes you run faster. And again, apparently I was trying to just barrel through this game as fast as possible. So he was my lowest uh, he was my lowest level team member. But uh, Sparta was still super, super cool. Just getting just actually barreling through these routes at break, breakneck speed before I got fly. It was very useful. Uh, but... Besides that, I had Jello the Gengar, who is my most recent member. Uh, I don't know. He's just kind of bi- he's just kind of a big blob of energy. So I just I don't know. Jello seemed appropriate. It's very appropriate. Uh, but yeah, Jello the Gengar. He's my Mega Evolution now uh, that I have on the team. Uh, pretty nice. Did not help me against Mewtwo. Mewtwo fucked my shit up. Uh, They'll do that. Day. Yeah. Frequently. Yeah. I mean, he's level seven. I went to him straight after the league. That's so he was like 20 levels higher than my team members. So it was it was a struggle. Uh, but well, we got him eventually. But yeah, Jello the the Gengar. Then I had I was gonna have a Pidgeot on the team, but I ended up cutting it because the Pidgey Basic. the Pidgeotto I had I accidentally didn't teach it Wing Attack. Oh god, yeah, that's right. You did tell me that. And it really struggled after that, so I dropped it for Jello later in the game. Um, but I got. Um, a prime ape I named Premier. Uh, that was super cool. He was adamant natured when I caught him, so I was like, "Holy shit, that's sick as hell!" I'm gonna be firing off some really powerful shit. Uh, and it was fun. It was fun to use him throughout the the playthrough. I never used a prime ape before, so that was really fun as well. Uh, what did I say? Prime ape. You have one more. Nido King Haunter. That's four, right? And Nido King. Nido King. Or did you say Nido King? It's a new, sorry, Pikachu, Neo King, Haunter, Arcanine. Primeape. Primeape. Yes, you're right. I'm missing one. Dude, I just played this game. What am I doing? You're just. I am. Day. I didn't actually use Snorlax on my team. I was That's debating it. Shocking. I know. I think you can I, ride him. You can ride him. I remember that was one of. <laughs> when you first got that game, that was one of the videos we took of that. Uh, but you can ride him, but he's also very slow, so. Oh, would I mean. be super useful but uh i don't know i was planning on using him for sabrina because he has good physical attack and also good special defense so very good option to use against sabrina but i don't know like he's my favorite pokemon but i don't often like using him in playthrough teams i don't know why but 
uh fuck what am i missing did you catch a starter or no no i did not i did not use a single starter i think uh, i have all three in my party <laughs> I, I i can imagine like they're gifted to you uh i ran into the charmander and squirtle ones i actually don't know where they gift you the bulbasaur uh, i call my, I, did, I call three of mine in the wild yeah i caught a wild charmander in um in rock tunnel uh which you know is pretty cool yeah, it's cool <sighs> I, I like seeing it in the wild what am i missing i it will come to me i fucking promise <laughs> but i'm just gonna when, whenever you're talking for a long time i'm just gonna look through the fucking like canto right. book x and figure out what i think what i missed but that was my team uh i guess the last team member i can say is mewtwo because i used mewtwo to beat green because yeah he'll he, he just melts her yeah when i got mewtwo i'm like holy shit finally it's over and i went out and trace was like oh hey there was a weird girl in there you should go back and show her mewtwo i'm like fuck i think green is way too powerful for me right now but i also did just get a mewtwo it bounced out yeah so i went back in i, I taught mewtwo calm mind and flamethrower and thunderbolts oh, god oh. so that's really all i had to do yeah no uh, that mega sounds... gengar did come in clutch though he he took out uh clefable which with two sludge bombs which is very very clutch because that thing is just a real tanky problem if not dealt with immediately so that was mega gengar's time to shine but yeah that's my team that i weirdly can't remember even though i said i really liked it uh overall i'd say it's like a seven out of ten game i i liked it a lot nothing groundbreaking but i'd say the definitive way to experience the events of gen one super casual super fun i I honestly liked every moment of it, so I'm I'm glad that I finally got my shit together and tried it out. Nice, nice. I told you you'd enjoy it. I'm glad to see that I was right on that. I, I'm gonna oh, start. I, I'm, I knew it. I just remembered the name of the Nido King. His name is Kaio. Uh, that's one of the two we need. That's one of the two. We're getting there. My memory is slowly reforming. I'm like Link. I'm slowly <laughs> regaining my memory after 100 years, or in this case, 10 minutes. Uh, but yeah, Kayo after Kaioken uh, from Dragon Ball, which is a technique that drastically raises your power, because that's how I felt every time I sent him out into the battlefield, that he was just this unstoppable force. So anyway, sorry. Continue. I guess I'll start this off with a hot take. I think. Of oh, my all... God. I, oh, I'm so stupid. I just remember the last team member, too. Oh, I'm sorry. It took me interrupt. It took my innate urge to interrupt you at every point to remember what my team member was uh, go for it my my final team member was vile plume uh which you i named did say you were gonna get one of those which i named goddish because he he single-handedly swept brock and misty and erica well not erica but part of erica's team with with the poison type moves uh, but yeah uh goddish the vile plume was my final team member uh so that's my six i don't even have to look through the pokedex anymore okay i'm done talking go <laughs> okay take three i'll start off i'll start off this let's go conversation with i guess a hot, or i guess my part of it in a hotter take format um i think of all the switch experiences for pokemon i think it's the best uh, between Sword and Shield, Let's Go, and BDSP. What am I, I missing? Pokemon Snap? 
and Snap. I, I think it's the best of those four. Uh, it's like you said, the first experience. That is a hot take. <laughs> I, I, th- I, th- I think it is. I mean, like you said, it's the best looking of those four. Oh, Snap maybe, but that's a different. Um, that's a kind of like a different animal. But mm-hmm. it's it's top two. Like it, it's top two of the of the four with I think BDSP and Sword and Shield below it. Um, yeah, know, it introduces the. It, I think it's the first game with the XP all and friendship mechanic where Pokemon can tank hits because they love you a little more. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm in recent games like I was okay with it in that one. I'm not a huge fan of it in. I think it's in Sword and Shield. I think it's in BDSP too, which I'm not a huge fan of it there because I think it makes the game really easy. Mm-hmm. But and you just luck your way into some wins. But yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think it's a definitive way to experience Kanto. I think the extra lore stuff they added with Mewtwo especially, and there's other key details here and there. It's been a while since I've played it. But yeah, I, I think it's perfect. I think it's really well done. Uh, you know, also kind of the start, I guess kind of the start or like continuing on the path of like your rival being more of a friend character because mm-hmm. Hop's more that way too. He's more of a yeah. friend who, you know, at least they tried in Sword and Shield. Like, he's the brother of a champion who really wants to be champion. Like, they at least tried in that aspect. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't really add much more. You kind of covered it all. I, I, re- <laughs> I, I really enjoy catching starters in the wild. I think my entire team had all three starters just because I'm normie brain like that. <laughs> and, of you course. Know, yeah, and it was the first game that, you know, just, oh, there's a Bulbasaur. Let me go catch it. You know, I think that's really cool. I like that a lot. I wish that would be more, um, wish that was more common in mainline pokemon games but mm-hmm. yeah the game it also might be the last game where it, like, it felt like rewarding beating it in some aspect because like you said those gym like, some of those gym leaders aren't easy and you can even like you said skip around them if you want to uh the elite the elite four and champion not all that tough be completely being completely honest but you know i think canto <laughs> i think canto looks great I, I like everything about it. I, I think the whole Pikachu Eevee starter thing, it works well. It makes sense. It fits. It's a great way of it merges the more traditional style with the Pokemon Go style. And yeah, I think overall, like, is it like a nine out of ten? No, but it's, you know, like a seven, seven and a half. And unfortunately, that's good enough to be the best in more recent memory, which, you know, unfortunate. But, you know, someone has to be the best. And I think Let's Go is des- of you know me saying it's the best of the pokemon switch entries that is a hot take i i might disagree with you on that a little bit i mean i really liked my time with it and i'll probably need to sit on it a bit more to get my you know are you are you you team bdsp no no fuck that uh i think i don't know sword and shield plus the dlc i think cheater what no i'm not cheating (laughs) That's fucking cheating. Look, Crown Tundra is really good. No, like, I makes, agree. I'm I think it makes up, game. I know. I think it makes a lot more. I think it makes up for a lot more of Sword and Shield's bad parts, of which there are many, many bad parts. Uh, but I don't know. Just because of all the time I've spent in Sword and Shield and how easy it is to get into competitive and, you know, those different aspects of the game world that I have always been interested in. It also led me, of course, to finding... The, the Pokemon uh, Society at my college, which I'm still into this day. Hey, that's these, more, aren't, these aren't reasons as to why I, the game. I know. I, 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 I understand. To, I understand I your point. I was about to preface that. I was about to preface that. That yes, these are more uh, personal attachments. Obviously, personal actually. nostalgic yeah. uh, attachments to the game. 
But I get your point. I don't know. I think I said I might disagree with you. Now I'm starting to think that I don't because I mean it's just a solid experience. Uh, let's no, go. like it has its oh, flaws, right. but there's nothing that like screams at you about it. That's it's extremely flawed. Sword and Shield, like there's some really bad parts of that of that game. There, you know what? That's true. I might have to rescind my statement. You you might be right on that. To be honest. And I like BDSP, but just I from mean, an objective standpoint, trying to get rid of detached yeah. personal attachments. Yeah, and, and I and I, and, right I and I liked BDSP, but there are also some glaring issues there too. I think, like, I think oh, that for sure, yes. there's some glaring issues there as well. I mean, we talked about the chibi art style and how it doesn't look that bad, but when you look at Let's Go, like, why couldn't you just do that? <laughs> like, that looks great, yeah, right? <laughs> it looks fantastic. I mean, obviously, again, and like I get, I, I get a new studio. I get, stuff. I get a new studio did it, but they used pokemon's money so like yeah, it wasn't a funding right. issue of of which pokemon has much money like that's why that's why it's frustrating to be like oh yeah 75 out of 100 is the best experience we've had in four years like that's really upsetting to say but it, it is it is <coughs> i mean i don't know it just it's i think it's the tiny details that really make it you know what i mean like yeah i agree you really feel you really feel just the craftsmanship that went into Let's Go's environments and really reimagining Kanto. Obviously, they had, uh, like I said, smaller region to deal with and a region that's been done to death and so many iterations to pull from for, you know, how to how to remodel it. But I think it's like number six or seven for best selling games on the I console. was about to say it's up there in sales. So obviously people enjoy this game. Uh you know, I have I've had a lot of people say otherwise, but they seem, judging by just the statistics, it seems to be a, just a a loud minority. To be honest, I, I think I'm in that loud minority. Like I, I like I know no, I mean like talk- a loud minority that don't think the game is good. Oh no, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't go that far. It's not a masterpiece, but none of us are saying. Neither of us are saying it is. We're just like, oh, it's very solid. It has issues, but on the contrary, say, but compared to its counterparts, those issues don't like scream at you yeah we're seriously reflect i didn't think we got into this we're seriously reflecting if let's go is the best pokemon game on the switch right now i think it which is, is kind of, which is kind of wild yeah no i think it is definitely is at least if I, you're just going for a nice experience like a nice experience to have you know i mean bdsp serves its purpose uh it's just obviously there's, there's some a more yeah, challenging game bdsp i think definitely oh it's definitely the hardest of the three I think so. A lot of people say it's like piss baby easy, but like it just kind of depends sword on what and team shield's you have, easy. you know? Yeah, Sword, sword and Shield is easy. Sword and Shield's pretty easy. I mean, Dynamax just really crushes <laughs> everything. Yeah, candies can just carry you that entire game if you want. You know, BDSP, I can appreciate what they did in like overhauling the difficulty of of this game. Like with yeah. like actually competent gym leaders. I wish they had better teams. I don't yeah, the, I mean, the Elite Four is tough. The Elite Four is the toughest, probably in the series, perfectly competitive team with your very not so much competitively ready team, which a very unique challenge. Uh, obviously, I, I've seen some arguments that people think the league is a bit too tough, at least from looking at like, like say this is like a kid or like your first Pokemon game that you're playing. That league's going to suck ass. Yeah, you're going to hate it. You know, I th- I personally think that'd be all the more fulfilling to beat but I can see where they're coming from. But I think BDSP is very good on the difficulty sort of gameplay loop aspect, but still falters in like the aesthetics 
and story aspect because the chibi style does not work with that game story at all (laughs) no it just looks so weird like every time there's a story sequence it just doesn't it just feels off yeah like especially and it all comes to a peak quite literally at spear pillar it just looks so bad no yeah It, it looks actually bad it, it looks actually bad. I mean, Cyrus doesn't even have a fucking nose half the time, it looks like. it's No, he's not, not even Cyrus. It's Boss. Yeah, it is Boss, because they keep that text box as Boss and not like, Cyrus. Think about it. This is a 10-year-old's first Pokemon game. They have no idea what his actual name is. I mean, I was about to say, he just introduced himself in that really weird encounter in Spirit Pillar, or not in Spirit Pillar, in Mount Coronet, and then the game acts like you never met him before. But, shit, you may be right. Let's Congratulations, go. let's go. I was about to say, I mean, I was going to ask the question if you think it's worth revisiting, but I feel like just this conversation makes it a yes. Like it is, I think, like, I think it's definitely worth checking out uh, if you want to, you know, if you haven't already, because you were apprehensive about it like me, I would totally recommend it for, for any Pokemon fan, especially those who haven't experienced Kanto before. Yeah, I think if you've, I think if there's a lot of players like you who've already played Sword and Shield and BDSP and haven't played Let's Go, I think you'll definitely think it's the best. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I certainly, I mean, the fact that I'm on the fence about it and I'm leaning more towards the side of yes, that should speak miles because you guys know, you guys know that I am not the harshest critic of Sword and Shield, and that I kind of flip flop on that. Yeah, uh, basically. By the episode <laughs> uh, but this game incredibly solid i i think if you are looking for a definitive kanto experience go for go for the let's go games even though it's a bit different from the pokemon you're used to i think i don't think any of those inherently make the game worse and in some points i think they make it better like the overworld encounters for pokemon makes the world feel really you know alive with pokemon and not just running into one in a random patch of grass that you can't see you know, little little things like that that incorporate like go mechanics and just it's just it's a different feeling Pokemon game and I don't think that's bad and I think it really uses the aspects that it brings into its advantage. So, agree. Yeah, pro- probably a seven seven point five out of ten. And I know it's a meme in the Pokemon series, but a Let's Go Johto I would be all in for. Agree. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you want to talk about a a Pokemon Switch game that could top that. I think you're I looking mean, at it right there. It was rumored forever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Let's Go Sinnoh was rumored forever before the remakes were announced. I I would have preferred Let's Go Sinnoh, I think. I mean, if it were if there was more detailed and in the art style of Let's Go, fuck yeah, I would have preferred that. I yeah, mean, I, in in on paper, I would prefer that, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Execution is everything, but uh if any if any region, I think, needs, like... I know Johto has already gotten a remake, but, like, I think they need to, like, overhaul the gyms more. You know what I mean? In Johto? Like, they... In, in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, I think the gym leaders have, like, their definitive teams. Like, they really, like, got the variety out. There are very few repeat Pokemon in there. Everyone's aces are what I think they should be. You know, they... They made the gym leader teams really good. It clicks. And just, like, the progression of the game feels very smooth, I think. There were some times, actually, where, I, like, I asked you, I didn't know where strength was. I, like, that, that is not I, a mandatory no thing. Like, you. you can go all the way to the victory road, which you need strength to progress in. You can have no idea where it is, so. 
that's something you know that obviously i can say isn't part of the flow of the game but i don't know the gym leader overhauls i think were great i think i think johto could be a really beautiful region like on par with some of the modern pokemon games if they were to redo it in the let's go style i think so too because Johto has always been kind of treated as just an expansion for Kanto. Johto's like great on its own, I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it's very interesting. It's just the Pokemon roster was it was pretty weak. Like it had a lot of really weak, fully evolved Pokemon, and there are some gym leaders like Morty, who even though a new Ghost Pokemon was added, he only uses the Gengar line, and like Jasmine, who has two Magnemites instead of, like, a Skarmory or a Fortress or something. Yeah, it could definitely use some overhauling, I think. Yeah, and freaking, like, give give Faulkner a Hoot Hoot. Like, that's the regional bird, <laughs> and he just has Pidgey and Pidgeotto. Yeah, definitely could use some overhauling. Uh, Soul Silver Harkle, obviously, looking back on it with more knowledge, like, definitely more faithful remakes. I, let's go, definitely reached out a little bit as far as like a faithful remake goes and you know that's what bdsp was so a lot of issues stem from the root of it being a faithful remake but the let's go format's proven that they're willing to change around some things they added new content they they switched up gyms they made new teams they made everything make a little bit they cleaned up a lot of things that were wrong with i I say wrong with like i played it but like that could have been flaws in fire red or leaf green or could have been flaws had they just brought that brought those same things over which just just kind of flaws of the time, really. Like, exactly, yeah. It's a different time now. They, they made know, it they up to date. Yeah, they back then, probably negligible, but now they're showing their age. But with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, a lot of that has been remedied. It's a lot more accessible to new players now to experience the region. And I think that is... I would love that for Johto. One maybe thing they would have to tackle though is I think they would have to make it a lot less faithful because I don't think in a Let's Go Johto I'm they can add Kanto. Like really? I don't think I do not think we could go to Kanto and let's go Johto, unless so they thinking? just copy pasted the map, which I guess they could do. I'm fine with that too. <laughs> I know I wouldn't be mad about that, but I think a let's go Johto could give them a reason to really redo Johto in an, in an exciting way to actually sure. make it feel like its own region disconnected from Kanto. You know, is this is there a sister legendary in Johto? Or is it Suicune, technically? Uh, technically, it's Suicune. Suicune's kind of the boss of the Legendary Beast, and Crystal was the sister version, so it'd probably be Suicune. You could make a a Suicune episode, if you will, for post-game. Yeah, they could. I feel like they'd have to overhaul Team Rocket's sort of Motivation. goals. Yeah. I was about to say, give them more like events in the world besides just the Slowpoke Well and the Radio Tower and also the base in Mahogany. Uh. Well, if you take out Kanto, do you still have Mount Silver? I say so. I mean, Mount Silver is in the Johto side anyway, so yeah. Yeah, but I I mean, is is Red up there if we're taking out Kanto stuff? I feel like Red could could easily still be up there if we're taking out Kanto stuff. Uh, I know. I I just feel like a lot of people, I'm not saying I'd see it this way, but a lot of people would be like, okay, you're losing all of its luster if you take away Kanto. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, I think... In a Let's Go Johto, they would have, they should have the freedom to disconnect Johto from Kanto. I think so too. I think, I think, too, more often than not, when you think Johto, you automatically think Kanto as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it was revolution. I It was, like, absolutely, literally, gener- Pokemon generation defining to start the sequel to one of the most popular new Nintendo games of all time. And then after you beat the league, you can go, go to the entire map of the previous game. That was That is wild. That was wild at the time. That was still wild that they remade it all for HeartGold and SoulSilver. But I think, you know, I really like Johto. I think it has a lot of potential, despite being, again, a very small region and one that is always connected to Kanto. Literally. And, like, the, the most memorable thing about Johto to many people is fighting the Kanto protagonist, you know? And I, the fact that it has the 16 badges thing. Yeah, I don't think that's the fault of Johto though. Like, I don't no. think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing if it's like all oh, the coolest things that you fight the protagonist of the other game. I don't think it's, it's a bad not, thing. But they also re- it's the only game in the series to reuse the evil team from the first generation. Like you're fighting the same people. So and you there's think not jo- a lot. To, there's not a lot Jodo's, to differentiate. Seeing Johto is a lack of identity, so to say. I kind of think so. I like. I feel like a let's go format though could be the way to give it a more of its own identity really lean into those like like ecritique city those like old style yeah it's really cool very uh just lean into the culture of johto i guess the really like older japanese sort of i feel feel they're going for with places like uh ecritique city and obviously just kind of the general vibes of hoo and you know just other parts of the region obviously you have goldenrod city absolute far cry from that theme altogether but you know i still feel like a let's go format could lean more into giving johto more of its own identity separate from kanto separate from the 16 badges thing you know flesh out the story have the story play out differently have the legendaries maybe play more of a role in the story than they do because really they don't play any role in the story at all oh lugia no definitely not which, you know, I, I get that some people may like. Like, I don't think every single Pokemon game has to have the legendaries intrinsically uh, tied to the story. Uh, but that that's just a one avenue I think they could go to flesh out Johto a bit uh, and, you know, do some different story events to obviously make the game longer because the lack of Kanto, you kind of need to do that. Fuck it, have Giovanni come back. Like, obvi- <laughs> not, not like you stop Archer and them before Giovanni comes back. Have him come back. Yeah. You know, obviously I'm saying that seems hypocritical with me saying give Johto its own identity, but bring back the Gen 1 boss, bring back the Gen 1 boss. But like, don't I don't know. I Again, it's another avenue I think they could take if they want to uh, changing a really big story moment to actually have him come back because that could lead to a lot of cool character stuff with like silver in that, you know, that's true. Maybe you can do like a double battle with silver come back and you and him go storm it together and confront his father together that'd be fucking sick that'd be really cool yeah i mean what's to the left of cyanwood city where you find the cyanwood city yeah cyanwood city it's like there's this big like ruins right to the left where you find kyogre ground on rayquaza in the oh yes 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 yes, yes. that's in the post game i feel i mean i'm not sure if there's any lore behind that i think that might just be a post game area but it's like some sort of buried tower right yeah, it's just it's an extra area. Maybe you can explore around. I was but about to say you can talk about that. Hell, make like the Sinjo ruins like a thing. Yeah, like make that something that you can go in post game or something and explore. And I'm not saying catch the 
creation trio there or anything, but have it there. That can be something else that you go to. Fuck it, have know? Cynthia there. Yeah, fuck it. You know, have her be like the super uh Jasmine's in fucking BDSP, just put Cynthia there. Who cares? I know. I I, I I agree with you. Have her be in some random house and have her challenge you out of the blue if you open the wrong door, just like black and white. Yeah, oh my god. Have her scare the shit out of players again. That'd be fun. Uh, but That's so cool. Yeah, they need to bring back other char- characters from other regions in the games. Yeah, I think it's always great to see cameos like that. You know, yeah, definitely. It, feels, it makes the world feel a lot more connected. Especially Cynthia. But. She's a fan favorite. So if you put the Sinjo Ruins in like a Let's Go Johto style game... I think that that'd be great. Yeah, for sure. I I agree with you. Uh, but yeah, what I'm I'm borderline rambling now. I think I've gotten across the general gist of what I'm talking about with the Let's Go Johto. I think I think it could succeed even if they take out Kanto if they massively overhaul the story, uh, and you know the the balance of the gym leaders as well. Yeah. Maybe even change up like the order of the gym leaders, which routes you have to go through, change up the geography of the region a little bit, kind of like what happened with Black and White to Black and White 2. Uh, I think that could be another route that they go down. There, There's a lot of ways that they could do it. It would be a good amount of work, I'd say, but I think Listen, it could be super I'm, cool. I'm fine with it, yeah. Faithful isn't... Like, Faithful isn't doing it anymore as far as quality-wise go. Like, I get it. Like, you want to bring back the magic of 2007 with BDS. Yeah, but things are different. Things are different. Like, it it was special back then, no doubt. Not as special now. It's just a sign of the times. Yeah, so, honestly, Let's Go Johto is, like, I hope they, like, that is a huge hope of mine. Yeah, definitely. For Pokemon. Right up there there with, like, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of Sky remake. I, I do think that, like, what we're talking about here is just a huge pipe dream, though. I, I think so, too. Like, I don't know if they'll ever go for Let's Go, the Let's Go format again, you, no matter how much, even though it's sold super well. Its uh, primary purpose was to get Pokemon Go players into Pokemon Let's Get, like, the main yeah. series, and it did that. Of course it did. It, it, it served its purpose, and, you know, I still think a Let's, I still think a Johto would sell well. I do, I do, too, especially, I think if they marketed that, it's changed a lot, you know. Yeah, it's been eleven years since Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Like that, that like sounds it, weird to say. I mean, hell, they've already remade Kanto twice. Why yeah, not true. do it with Johto? Yeah, just do it with Johto. Uh, obviously, people are gonna be like, "Oh, this delays Gen Five remakes," which you know, whatever. We're not gonna get that for another fucking decade. We'll, we'll be grandparents by the time. Those yeah, come out. <laughs> for sure. That'll be the first game I get my grandkids. Yeah, it's gonna be black just... and. I mean, what would they remake? Black and white or black and white too? You have to do black and white, right? I feel like they would have. I think that's the better of the two games. Not by much, but I think it's the better of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's getting off topic. But anyway, final question to you regarding a Let's Go Johto concept. Obviously, it's not going to be called Let's Go Johto. There needs to be two versions. What are the two Pokemon that are your starters? Because I talked to someone about this, and they actually had a really good idea. The first Pokemon that came to my head was... Isn't Togepi the egg you get from Oak? Yeah, there's one. There you go. That's what I was thinking. One would be Let's Go Togepi, I think. Probably one of the more iconic Johto Pokemon. I think so, too. I'd say. Would he be a fairy type? Yes. We would have Gen 8 mechanics in this one, Okay. Togepi and... Oh, my God. Um... Come on. You can do it. Do you already have the other one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh shit! 
Okay, so we have a normal type. Oh my gosh, it's hard. <laughs> oh man. Is Togepi normal fairy or is it just fairy? I think it's normal fairy. I think it's normal fairy. Yeah. I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. What I got it. it. What Meryl. is it? Yes, you got it. Yes. Great job. I actually didn't know if you'd if you'd get those or not, but fan. I remember Lyra had one. I'm like, ah, I got fan, it. Fantastic job. Let's go Thank Togepi you. and let's go Meryl. I think would be the ideal Pokemon for that. I think so too. Yeah. Because you know, with the Meryl, obviously there's one living in your uh your starting town, New, yeah. New Park Town. So Just take it with you. I was about to say, just maybe it's your family's. Take it with you, or maybe You're Lyra right doesn't the house. have. Maybe Lyra doesn't have it yet, but it's actually a wild Meryl this time, so you just catch it. Uh, and I think, I mean, obviously the Togepi egg, you could just Elm could already have it. Maybe he went and got it himself it's true. before the events of the game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think there'd need to be a catching tutorial, so maybe it breaks out of the egg and then it go, it starts going crazy, so you have to catch it. Uh, but yeah, I think those are two very iconic Johto Pokemon. Obviously, Meryl, you know, Pika Blue would be a perfect subject for, or a perfect substitute for a Pikachu in a Let's Go format like this. And with Togepi, I feel like that kind of fills the role of an Eevee. Obviously, not with the multiple evolutions thing, but being a normal type. It's uh, very, I mean, fair. that early you know, in the game. Gift po- uh, historically, a gift Pokemon. Like Eevee. Uh, very famous, like Eevee. Uh, even Eevees haven't gifted you an eggs before, like uh, how Togepi is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, if they don't evolve, and you can also just make the stats whatever you want. Like, it doesn't really matter if it's, you know, Togepi is much weaker than Meryl, but in a game like this, you can just make those two particular Pokemon special and that their stats are, or at least that Togepi stats are raised to be on par with what a normal Pokemon would be. Well, yeah, it's like you said, Pikachu, in theory, is a lot more stronger than level in Eevee. Than an Eevee, yes, but they made it so that they're more on equal footing. So I don't think that's much of an issue. Yeah. That I don't think that's much of an argument to make. And also, just having a Togepi on your team, kind of like how Misty in the anime traveled with a Togepi on her team the whole time. I think that'd be, I don't know. I think I think that's just a cool concept. Thanks so for having this. You know, I I think they'd have to do something with Metronome. Probably, uh, yeah. They'd have to give Togepi something else other than Metronome. Yeah, give it give it Pound and Growl. Just make yeah, it base. Yeah. yeah. But also still give it Metronome because yeah, that'd be it, funny. Yeah. Like make Metronome like stupid broken on Togepi for some reason. That'd be First great. First time he uses like Hyper Beam. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that that is like Colby said, probably a pipe dream of a concept. Even though I think it'd be great. I think it'd be fantastic. I think but, so too. Yeah, that is. I guess that's everything on Let's Go. Fuck, we went an hour for that? We were worried we weren't going to have enough content for this episode. Listen, I got to, like I told you off recording last week, we got to the point in this where it's just we talk and we look up and an hour's passed. Yeah. But, yeah, that I think that's good. I think we, we covered two things there. We covered Let's Go Pikachu EV and we discussed a future Let's Go game that, who knows, could still happen. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I we hope will... so. I hope so. I mean, what else do they have for us? Like, BDSP came out. Sword and Shield still relatively, you know, selling pretty good. I don't think they're in any rush to make a new Pokemon gen. I mean, people are saying that there has to be a Pokemon Presents before Arceus comes out because we know so little about the game. You're, like, you're, you're like, no, keep it. Like, who get? Like who cares? <laughs> like, watch your non-spoiler review when the game comes out if you're really that 
that worried about not having what you the content you want in the game. It's true. Like I I don't know. Obviously with the age of the internet, it doesn't make sense like it doesn't make sense anymore to keep games like a complete secret from people. Uh you know, you have to like market a lot more than you did in the old days. Mm-hmm. Uh just because of how the industry is now, but I don't know. I think I have seen more than enough to sell me on the game, to be honest. Like, I have seen all the crazy new forms, all the new mobility options that you, you can do. You saw Basque Legion. You're like, I'm sold. I mean, that's... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can ride around on Pokemon. You can... We've seen small snippets of boss battles to kind of get an idea of how they work, but still not have a full understanding of it. I have seen... All I need to. If they don't release a trailer or a presents or anything until the game comes out, I will be a happy camper. But if a Pokemon presents comes out, that'll be interesting because Mm -hmm. that would mean that not only would we get stuff on Legends Arceus, but other possibly unannounced projects as well. So I also wouldn't be mad if we do get a presents because that would lead to that outcome as well. Uh, Do you think that we get a Pokemon presents before Arceus comes out? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, it's got to come pretty quick if it does. I mean, we're not we have, we have all day here. Yeah, as far we, as we don't we don't got too long too much longer to go. Uh, for content purposes, I'll say yeah. I, I say one does come. I'll, we'll try to man. Uh, there we'll try you go. to we'll try to yeah. I'll I'll be Mr. Positive here. I'll try to manifest one in for you guys. But I I mean it can't hurt, right? I mean you don't need to show a lot. Just go over stuff we already know and maybe introduce a few things here and there and then be like, oh hey, by the way, this comes out in two weeks. But yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no hurt in it. For sure, and I think I think the main draw would be like, okay, what else do you have besides, you know, Legends Arceus, which we already know is coming. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. Just get people talking about it. I feel like it's been a, a dead period a little bit here for Pokemon. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, Arceus has done a good job of, you know, sprinkling some crumbs here and there, but as far as like one final, oh hey, this is what it's about. I think that can go a long way. Yeah, I I agree as well. I oh excuse me, I lost my train of thought there for a second, but uh, I think we got one. Uh, presents probably. I'm leaning on the side of probably we do. Uh, but I don't Two know. Different. I feel like eight feel minute like... Pokemon presents. Yeah, it's just It's just Legend Arceus and nothing else. It's just uh, the box art. If that came out, I probably... No, for content purposes, I would have to watch it shit. Uh, you yeah, would. I, I would. Cause I'd, have I'd watch to. it and be like, oh, that looks cool, and then just turn it off. <laughs> yeah, nothing at this point will sell you. Even if you see, like... If you, every... you took my side last week. You're like, yeah, it's definitely too good to be true for you. Yeah, that was more of a sarcastic argument. I took it to heart. I'm like, you know what? Finally, he's seeing my side of this. We just I, got I, done saying the best Pokemon game on the Switch is a seven and a half that came out four years ago. What makes you think I'm ready to buy another $60 Pokemon game? Because you got to have hope, Colby. <clears throat> Clearly, that has failed us both in recent memory. <laughs> when it comes to this godforsaken poverty franchise that has no money. You will. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely broke. Yeah, broke. Clearly. It com- has no resources, at least in the ideas department. <laughs> Let's be honest, the Pokemon Presents will be like, a, it'll be two minutes on Arceus, and it's like, oh, here, to send off Pokemon 25, here's a performance by um, T-Pain. 
here's here's a here's a competitive update for Pokemon Smile. We're adding ranked play. Ranked play and Pokemon <laughs> Home is still not compatible with BDSP. Thank you for watching. And it never will be. Fuck. And it never will be. Fuck you all. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them to do that. No, I, I mean obviously that... if a presents happens, I hope I hear. I hope. I mean, I'm always going to be hoping for Mystery Dungeon stuff whenever Presents comes around. Buddy, that will be the day. Yet another pipe dream, I assume. That will be the day. That will be the day. I won't I even show up. Like, I don't I, even I, I, know what will happen on that day. But I, I, won't, I won't even show up to the recording. It'll just be you. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> you could probably do an hour and a half on Pokemon Mystery I, Dungeon Explores yeah. the Sky Speculation. You could sure. definitely do an hour and a half. But... I gotta have you there. I gotta talk to someone about it. That's the I, thing. I, I, yeah, it's true. I'll be there as I'll, I'll be there as more of a good friend that day than a co-host. <laughs> hey, I will take what I can get. But okay, I think that's I think that's all I had on Pokemon. I think that's I think everything. So. Yeah, I think so too. We kept it brief. That was pretty compre- That was pretty good. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of us. That was a pretty comprehensive look back on on Let's Go. I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Especially considering we've never talked about it before. Yeah, I I can't believe that we haven't. But what else, I mean, is there anything else? Is is that what else you got? I mean, there's a video drop today about Xenoblade and Fire Emblem rumors, which you know they're rumors, so can't really back yeah, that I up. Yeah, I mean we've, but, we've talked know, about the Fire Emblem remake speculation. Yeah, alleged, allegedly yeah. there is a really good chance that both the new Xenoblade game and Fire Emblem game, in some capacity, to their respective entries. Coming this year, so it would have to be in a Nintendo Direct, which, honest to God, probably will get one next month. Probably get one next month. <laughs> Just, I mean, you know, February seems to be a, a nice quarter, quarter one, quarter two, news drop. <coughs> Excuse me, keep coughing. I remember I have COVID. Um, where was I at? Okay, yeah, they'll probably hit. They'll probably hit home a bunch of. Um, I guess we'll talk about direct speculation. Fuck it, but with this. You know, you, you yeah. touch on some quarter one, quarter two releases like, you know, Legends Arc is already be out by then. But Kirby and the Forgotten Land, I think, is the big one, which will be out early. Splatoon 3 as well. You yeah. can cover those, you know, hit those points, get, get some selling points out there. And then, you know, announce, I think, um, I think the Pokemon Presents was in February last year, too, or around that time, which ended up being a holiday release. So you can, you can force, you can dive into the future there a little bit. I don't know if they will, because apparently the next big future game is obviously Breath of the Wild 2. Will they show that? At this point, who knows? Like, we we don't... I, if they don't show anything if they don't show anything ever until, you know, a mystery trailer drop one, one month before the game comes out, who knows? But, yeah, yeah a lot, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Obviously, a new Xenoblade and Fire Emblem game would just be, like I said on Twitter, the cherry on top for what's already going to be a great year. For Nintendo, Fire Emblem, you're probably looking at more of a looking more of a remake. It's the safest and most plausible option, mainly just because I don't think Koei Tecmo has their hand in this one like they did with Fire Emblem Three Houses, where they had a very large part. It's more intelligent because it might it might be backwards, but I know Intelligent was working on paper. So Koei, Te- Koei Tecmo was helping out because Intelligent was working on Paper Mario: The Origami King. Oh, waste of time. But <laughs> now it's back to Intelligent Systems, so maybe we'll get a more faithful remake. Xenoblade Three, uh. Who knows? I think Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was 2017, which was seven years after the first one. This will yeah. be five by the time it comes out. So it's it's plausible. They're both plausible. Both very reasonable. 
it's been a long time for both of them, you know, in terms of gaming schedules as far as like when their last and en- when their la- <laughs> last entries were. But yeah, I think it'd be great to see Xenoblade more JRPG action on the Switch. Always welcomed here, and I think it's reasonable that we can see it soon. I, uh, just add, just add on to the barrage of stuff we're getting this year. Yeah, I mean this year's it's ramping up. It's <laughs> we're we're starting the. I gotta get a job. <laughs> you gotta get some money in the wallet, man. I gotta get yeah, I gotta get employment going here. I mean. How the, how the fuck am I going to pay for a PS5 and all these Switch games? You're going to have to choose. I think the choice has been made. I already have a down payment on one. I, I, I do think so. You have, you've already put 60 bucks down in physical assets. Hey, 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 40, 40. Remember? We got 40, the... right? Disc, yep, you were a smart shopper. I forgot. Yep, yep, that's right. Y'all, smart, <laughs> I don't know about that. A lot of people are. You're in the loud minority on that one. Well, you were a smart shopper. For the circumstance that you were going for. That's true. That's true. And I will definitely stream FF7R if I actually find my way. Well, then you'll need to pay for streaming equipment. Well, I can stream straight from the console. And I have a microphone, so that's one of the two. And if I want to show my face, then I'll do that. But Fair enough. Yeah, going to be a big year. I'll say it. Very, very big year. I I think so. 2020-2021, they had their moments, but... If if this year you know delivers everything it's said to, it's gonna be it's gonna be one for the record books. At least gaming wise, it will be. Who fucking knows what the rest of the world will be fucking well, up next? About, I mean, that's all we care about. Yeah, of course. That that's all we need to survive. That's, yeah, it's only, gaming. It's only, yeah, it's only there could be seven more variants by the time those games come out. But as long as they come out, who really cares? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, Breath of the Wild too. I think could single handedly cure one of the variants. I it probably will go. It will probably be introduced in some treatment methods for sure. I think so too. It's like play Breath of the Wild too and get a booster shot, and you'll be immune to all variants. <laughs> your your best selling game of all time. Will upgrade. Yeah, you, you will you will physically update with your Switch. <laughs> <laughs> when you are down, <laughs> you two will be synchronized when the console's updating, and you will both somehow the Switch will also be immune to any COVID <laughs> variants. Oh my <laughs> you will down, you will download an update to your body when you begin the download for Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> you will get the necessary hardware to fight all COVID variants when you play Breath of the Wild 2. If you, if you eat the cartridge, <laughs> that will act as that will release antibodies into your system to yes. fight the When you buy when you buy the game, you will receive a Breath of the Wild 2 vaccination card. And when you consume <laughs> the cartridge, turn it into your local GameStop and you'll get a free copy in return to actually play. GameStop turning into pharmacies in twenty twenty two. Yes, you're gonna see CVS times GameStop like a Smash crossover. <laughs> Well, Probably I, in heaven. I know what meme you're posting on the Twitter now. Oh my god, I have to. CVS <laughs> times GameStop and your Breath of the Wild 2 vaccination card. Uh, and the fine print at the bottom. Yes, you'll, it'll uh, be sound by doc, Dr. Fauci himself when you consume your Breath of the Wild 2. He'll just knock on your front door, he'll know. <laughs> disguising uh, <laughs> disguising antibody treatments as as game as game cartridges send your video of you eating your cartridges in nintendo of america to have a say in breath of the wild 3 production that'll bring it full circle because that'll bring it full circles is when the switch first came out people for some reason 
there was such a trend of licking your Nintendo Switch game cartridges. So now you get to go all the way, consume the whole thing. The game's so good, they literally just want to have it in their system all the time. <laughs> <laughs> have it connected to them. Oh my god, could you imagine, like, in hospitals, if, like, the IVs were connected to the Switch, like, as you're playing Breath of the Wild 2, it's just curing people instantly. <laughs> <laughs> you just see in the other room, surgeons are surgically, like, inserting game cartridges into people's, like, hearts. <laughs> the IV is a USB. It's <laughs> like, oh my god. Just, just plug it into the... Oh god, that's terrifying, actually. We should stop talking about it. <laughs> We're, we're getting into post-apocalyptic territory here. Spirit just enters the human's body and just, <laughs> cure, just cures cancer. It's incredible. Breath uh, of the Wild 2 is the greatest game ever made. I mean, if 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 Spirit Orb is even returned in in this new game, that's a good point. I mean, Shit, that is a good point. Are are we gonna? Ha- I mean, shrines might not be a thing anymore. So how the hell are we gonna get hearts and stamina? I mean, yeah, if you're like me, you've completed those shrines, all of them, four times over. So those monks are definitely gone. Yeah, those monks are fucking... They're gone. They're really gone. Except Maskoshia, he's fucking chilling for whatever reason. Yeah, he's in, Hy- he's in the other... He's in the he's other in, time- he went to Hyrule Warriors after he's this. In he's in the other like, timeline. He's, he's like, like, fuck he's this like, timeline, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm in trouble here, I gotta get going. And he did. <laughs> he, he hopped on the portal and went to... When, when Tarek opened the portal, he's like, oh, this is my time to shine, baby. And he hopped right through. Let me just hitchhike this this ride. <sighs> well, I don't know how we got on that topic, but uh, I mean, do you, anyways, any, do you have anything else? Any other topics? Or do you think that that's good? Man, I don't know how we can top that one. So yeah, I don't. I'm not sure how we can continue on from that. So I'll take a quick look on the old Twitter, but I don't think unless a direct got announced just now, I don't think anything's coming gotcha. out. Gotcha. Well, yeah, no. I just start the outro, and then you can dramatically interrupt me if if something p- catches your eye. So I, I I hate to tell you, I got nothing. Uh, that's okay. An hour twenty two is not bad. So yeah, sorry for the short episode today. <laughs> oh, actually, we're we're pretty on par. So Let's they're, they're getting their money's worth, I'd say. I think so too. I mean, and I, I both episodes, last two episodes were an hour forty. The episode before that was an hour forty seven. Yeah. Um. Hour 32. Yeah, it's going to be a shorter a shorter episode compared to our other. Hour 26. That's close enough to what yeah, we're that, at. That, so. that's, oh. And we're good. That we hit our being quota. said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening this far into the episode, if indeed you still are. Uh, if you want to know how you can support us, the best way currently to do that is to leave a review and uh, rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's our preferred way to, you know, find feedback really easily, see what people are thinking about the podcast suggestions as well, uh, that we can, uh, integrate into future episodes. All of that can be done by leaving a review and it really helps us out. And we love seeing what you guys think about the podcast and just seeing you guys engage in general, really rewarding for us, uh, for making this podcast. Also, of course, more than free to interact with us directly on our socials. Links will be down in the description for all of our social media accounts. Um, I feel like I'm missing something on the outro. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll hop in, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I, yeah. Any closing remarks, Colby? Before we before we yeah, close this out. I don't know if everyone. I don't know if anyone who still listens from season one. If you do, shout out to you. But end of season one, I think I made a Google form for review when we were still pretty new. Now we've gained some traction as far as like over like episode to episode, our listenership is much more consistent than it used to be. But I might I might do another Google forum for to see if we can get some you know review and feedback that way because that 
for the for the, for the time it served its purpose pretty well. But yeah, the Twitter and Instagram are definitely gaining some more traction. Um, I haven't been tweeting as much because again, uh, COVID will do that to you. But yeah. so I'm sorry about Kill that. Right? It it really does. But I've I'll, I'll get more consistent with that. Uh, Twitter's been you know memes, news, all the all the bunch. You can come over there, have some fun there. Tyler does polls on the Instagram, does a great job over there too. So go check that out. But yeah, as far as that goes, um, I got nothing else. So um, hopefully, pray for a Pokemon presents. And you know. I mean, I I forgot to text you that this happened. I'll do it at the What's end that? of the episode, but I not we heard a knock on the door the other day, which is weird because we're still pretty new to North Carolina. And mm-hmm. Tyler fucking Kamek, he he was at the front door. <laughs> I, I don't know how, I don't know how he knew where I lived, but I'm surprised he, he had the courtesy to knock. I I know, me too. I was like, I was like, he was like, he was like, did you just kill that that monster in Witcher Three? And I said, Kamek, how'd you get into my house? And then he he said, you know, I see you're really impressive with this. You know, you beat a harder level boss, but I just told Tyler because he just beat the league and he was ready to sh- he was ready to fire off some tweets. But I had to tell him to not fucking do it because I imprinted my entire face on one of those shirts and I told him, do not become arrogant, <laughs> you slimy bastard. However, I'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. He he said, however. What's more important than not becoming arrogant is that you have to keep on gaming. <laughs> and in that, he's got nothing to worry about with the boys. None. The day we stop gaming will be the day we draw our last breath. It's true. It's very true. I just like to think <laughs> that shirt with Kamek on is just like a runic seal. It prevents me from becoming arrogant. <laughs> It lights up every time you're about to say something arrogant. Every time I'm about to be slightly proud of an accomplishment I've done in gaming, it just burns into my chest. It's like, okay, oh. I'll stop. Should I make that the new Twitter banner? It's <laughs> camping? Uh, maybe. I might put that in the Twitter bio. I mean, he, he's, rooted in our, he's rooted in our podcast now. I have an idea for that. And okay. I think that <laughs> we'll talk after the episode. But Okay. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And with Kamek's wisdom in your hearts, we'll see you guys next week.